Hello, everybody. I am Kristen Crockett, your hostess today for the Courageous Destiny podcast, creating your own rules of empowerment. And I am so incredibly honored to have one of my very, very favorite people in the whole wide world on my podcast today. Her name is Cosette Wilburn. And did I just say that right? It's good. Is that um, good? Yes, it's really? great. Okay. Uh, no, it's, my, my, my father would pronounce it Cosette Nazon Wilburn. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. I'm so I glad. glad. <laughs> well, Cosette is the executive director and the founder of the Love, Unity, and Values Institute on the south side of Chicago. I have had the incredible honor of coaching. Cosette, actually co-coaching Cosette with my mentor and coach, Ed Bulky, for what is it, the last couple years, mm -hmm. you know, and it has been such an honor. She is an incredible powerhouse, a force to be reckoned with, and does amazing things in this world. And there is nobody else that I could think of that I would rather have on this podcast because A, what she does in the world is so incredible for people. And, and for community and for the community and for the kids that she supports. And so I would love to turn this over to her and give you a full explanation of love, unity, and values. So Cosette, what is it that you guys do in love, unity, and values? You love unity and values. <laughs> oh, they know us on the street as the Love Institute as well. So super grateful that a simple passion project has turned out into a full-blown career. We're actually eight years old now. And I think that, you know, what I will say is, um, you know, we really focus on serving young men and women of color on the south side of Chicago who have experienced some level of trauma by providing them with a social emotional learning approach and tools that will help them to navigate and uh, further their careers. So it has been exciting to see how we've taken one program and morphed into five programs. And we also serve youth serving professionals um, in providing them with these kinds of tools to make their programs and their classrooms safer for young people who have experienced trauma. Interestingly, why that's relevant is by, that most of our kids um, say that by the age they are 16, they've experienced some level of trauma. Now, trauma shows up in very unique ways. Um, but for our kids who are having uh, from, from high burden communities, for them, it shows up as anxiety, anger, low academic performance, uh, social awkwardness. And so what we do is, is we, at the foundation of our work, put tools and methodology that helps them to overcome that so that they can actually navigate to a better future. Oh, I love it. I love it. And... I love how you said it was a passion project. It started out as a passion project. And one of the things in my pack, my podcast that I love to showcase, it's, it's courageous destiny, right? So how did you, you know, you can take a job in a nine to five job like everybody else, or you can actually design a career and design your destiny and live it. How did you create Love Institute? 
tell us a little bit about how it got created. It's a funny story. I actually, um, um, I really did, uh, you know, I, I was um, at a uh, luncheon that was headed then by the head of DCFS. And in that luncheon, he said that my kids don't have social emotional competence. Now this was relevant to me because I had just spent three months with women who were working through some areas in their life, social, emotional, physical, financial, environmental, and spiritual. And what was consistent about the coaching that I had provided was all of them got social emotional competence. When the then chief of DCFS said, that's what their issue is with their kids. He took a meeting with me and created a pathway for me to sort of launch this program. Now, at the time I had no nonprofit. I had no experience running a nonprofit. I was just passionate about making a difference. And I called up a friend of mine and said, hey, can I borrow your nonprofit? I wanna launch this program. Um, and I started focusing so much on that program and I was doing part-time work, you know, trying to pay the bills. And I remember the day when uh, one of the founding board members of Love Institute, Pam McElvain, fired me, right? She fired me from the temp work I was doing for her, which was some, you know, and she said, you need to go and follow your passion. And she agreed to be one of my board members. And um, today we're eight years old. Um, and it. it really started with just one program and seeing the opportunity and building upon there. I love it. What are, so since then, so Love Institute is eight years old. So from a passion project to an, a full-blown organization where you have other people who I'm sure are very passionate about helping, helping the kids, helping them create a better life, you know, that they would have had. Um, what are some of these success stories that, you know, Love Institute has? You know what, we have so many um, um, amazing stories. One, I'll, I'll tell you a, a couple of them. One is a gentleman by the name of Alan who was a foster care, was in foster care. And uh, he had lost his grandmother at the age of 16 and found himself in the system. And when he came to Love Institute, um, he joined the Career Academy and really, really saw it as a, you know, he was very skeptical about the results that he got. Um, it, really the results he would get. And as we worked with him throughout the 12 week program, his life transformed and he linked up with one of our board members and was introduced to real estate and really, and then about found his music career, right? I, um, he's really, I consider him one of the poster childs for uh, Love Institute, uh, one of Love Institute's, I won't say he's our first baby, but he's one that I'm super proud of because of the things that he's done. Um, you know, we took a young man, his name is Tyree. Um, and I remember he participated in the career uh, in the uh, college empowerment program. And what was significant is that his father told him, his stepfather told him, that people would rather uh, hire um, a murderer than a thief. 
And I remember when Dr. Upshaw told me that, she said, man, you know, in, in hindsight, she said, I would actually, I would rather someone steal my pocketbook than kill me. And that yeah. conversation really transformed sort of his, how he was for himself, because he was, you know, um, really down on himself. But we worked to build his esteem and repair sort of the harm that was committed to him. And uh, he just, you know, followed his passion uh, with finances and worked various uh, places. He's on the, he's on our website right now. Super proud of who he became um, and um, the skills that he learned as participating in the, in the Love Institute. And of course we have more, right? We have Jessica Pope who followed her dream to become a, um, an OBGYN, right? An obstetrician and gynecologist. Uh, went to Fisk, um, was, you know, the first young woman in her family to go to college. We had a hand in it. That's amazing. And I remember too, I remember with Alan, I met Alan. And I remember being at, you know, a very high-end seminar. And Alan was actually at our table Mm -hmm. at lunch. Mm -hmm. And the way he articulated and spoke to, I mean, the people around the table were like CEOs, very high end, very high professional people. And nobody was intimidating him. Nobody was speaking over him. He was just really carried himself with a level of professionalism that was just incredible Mm -hmm. and well beyond his years. And I mean, if that is some of the work that Love Institute does, which I know it does, it's incredible. And I think that, you know, and then just to hear his before story, you know, that he was going to be put in the system, you know, without family, you know, I mean, that's, that to me is just incredible. So I've always been such a huge fan of what you do. And it's been such an honor to coach you and be a part of that. So, you know, I, I just really commend you for that. You know, I have to say, um, you know, Working with you and Ed has been tremendous because, you know, I really had to learn how to expand my capacity. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, you know, you often, um, because of your belief systems, you bump up against these sort of glass ceilings, right? Mm-hmm. And I have appreciated sort of the space that you guys have um, you know, used to help me to sort of move from one place to another. So that I could, um, you know, continue to work diligently um, in just providing opportunities for young people. Mm-hmm. So that's been huge. And you know, for us, you know, we've been local, and now we're exploring opportunities in in um, Atlanta. And I believe we're going to be global. So I'm excited and global love. Yes. Global love. Can't you see it? I see it. I feel it. It is the energy is there. And that's a courageous thing, right? You know, so to to go global, you know, to expand yourself enough. And, you know, I'd love for you to share with, you know, even just to go beyond, you know, the normal, you know, you're also, we've got a new little a little new little baby too. So here you are expanding globally, the Love Institute. And how old is Sophia? 
Sophia's four and a half months. Uh, in fact, mm -hmm. uh, you didn't see her, but she just popped in for a hot minute and to give mommy a smile. So <laughs> oh, she did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, um, having Sophia really has broadened my perspective in a way that I don't think I, I knew was possible, right? Um, because for me, the kid at Love Institute were my babies, right? Mm -hmm. um, Love Institute is my baby. <laughs> and uh, to have a child, right, that you're responsible for really has me thinking about how do we really make the world a better place for everyone? right? Mm -hmm. How do we, how do I prepare a world, right, that she's going to grow up in? How can I have a hand in, um, in what's going to happen? And so that, to me, is something that's really of primary concern, uh, is, wow, um, really supporting young people and having the tools that they need. Because I have a little one that's going to grow up in this world, and she's going to need all all the support that she can get. Yeah, she'll need all the support she can get. And look at what an example she has. You know, I think that one of the things that I want to bring to the listeners, you know, of this podcast is that you're able to design your life. And when you when you design your life and when you really create that that career for yourself that really fulfills you. That's, that's a life of mission that you're in the service of other people and it's a really fulfilling thing. And now you have children. Yeah. You're the example for your kids and you're also being an example to show them the kind of life you want for them mm -hmm. and they get to model you. Yes. Yes. And they yes. get to model you in a life of service. And I love that. I, I think it's a very courageous thing. You know, I always say courageous, you know, to me, courage isn't just about jumping out of airplanes. I mean, sure, it does take courage, you know, and I haven't done that yet. And I, I, I do want to do that one day. But <laughs> it's also about following your heart and what really fulfills you. What would you say? What what is your your why? Like, what would you say really had you connect? with this what was it about love institute that really had you know your heart connected i don't know if it was love institute i just think i was um so i have you know i had the fortunate opportunity to work um to be a part of a wonderful organization called landmark education and mm -hmm. became one of their top leadership coaches there and what struck me is that the transformative learning that we were getting, a lot of the kids that were in um, the neighborhoods that I would visit wouldn't, don't even have the resources to be able to access something like that. No. And I wanted to create a pathway, right, to provide those resources. You know, I simply just wanted to coach, right? I just, I just wanted to coach and empower um, not realizing that coaching and empowerment was just the beginning of it, right? It was also the, the supplemental uh, career readiness skills that they needed to acquire to become successful. Um, the social emotional learning tools that they needed to help manage their emotions, right? 
the workplace internships that help them to build their skills so that they can now be able to navigate in this world. So I, I gotta tell you, it, it really came from sort of my desire to introduce some things that were introduced to me uh, to kids who were less fortunate. And that's why I was able to do this. I, I have to say though, um, you know, you, you brought up something about Sophia. It occurred to me that my parents, my very first job when I was 13, and forgive me if I'm going off topic, uh, but I wanna say that I saw them. You know, I saw my parents as business owners. My first job was in an office working for my mother. You know, I have a bonus son who is the love of my life. And, um, you know, during the summer I'd give him an office you know, and he would do his work. So I think that kids don't have enough examples of, and, and especially inside of their families. And so I think what you say is very relevant, right? Being an example and following your passion is so important to the future of your own family because that's what people see, you know? So my desire to just impact young people Right, that's, I imagine that my kids will actually be very compassionate young people, right? Because they saw that, they saw mommy, you know, at work in business meetings um, and really just committed that young people have an opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what love is providing them, that example. They that they might not have had otherwise, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I think is really, really incredible. Yeah. So Cosette, now I ask this to everybody. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What is the most courageous thing you have done? Um, <laughs> I have done a lot of things, but I got, I still have to point back to Love Institute. Let me tell you, believing that this work would provide a salary and a salary of others, that was huge, right? Because I actually had to cut off every other pathway to do this, right? You know, when Pan McElvain encouraged me to follow this dream, I had to just, I had to choose and decide I'm going to do this. And there is going to be a path way for, forward. Somehow or another, it'll, uh, it's going to happen. And as a result, we're eight years old. And I think that's a real critical thing for people to hear too. It's that power of a decision. You made a decision that there was no other way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't make the decision that there's no other, you know, if you, if, you know, a lot of people, you know, I know for myself, when I transitioned my career from. Oh, one second. Uh, okay. No, it's fine. Okay, great. But I know for myself, when I transitioned my career from, from, you know, corporate America and I got a paycheck and then I transitioned to becoming a coach, there was a part of me that's like, where's my paycheck? And that takes some guts. Yep. I think <laughs> it's very so courageous to do that. Yeah. I'm like, it takes some guts. Now all of a sudden, every bit of thing that, you know, that I knew known for, you know, what was it? 30, 40 years of my life or what have you was now turned upside down and you got to make it work and you have no, no 
you know, no option not to have it work. And I bet you made a lot of mistakes. What are some of the scary mistakes that you made that you got out of? Oh, man. I mean, I had... I hired the wrong accountant who <laughs> forgot to file a, a W-3 and uh, I got cited by IRS <laughs> oh, and I had to, um, you know, I had to uh, appeal and abate that penalty. That was huge. Uh, I had to, uh, I've hired people that were, uh, didn't have the best interests of Love Institute at, at hand. Um, I have, oh, you name it. I've made it. Yeah, you made a lot of mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I really chose to learn from each of those mistakes, yeah. right? I, that was really, you know, shame on you if you have to keep making the same, the same mistake. At least every time I make a mistake, it's a new one. I don't have to repeat the same lesson twice. That's right. That's right. And I think that's important for people to know, too, about being an entrepreneur or if you're living your courageous destiny and creating your own non-for-profit organization, charity, whatever that may be, is that you are going to make mistakes mm -hmm. and things are going to happen. But what I, I really love is that none of that, I know for myself and I know for you, for you, too, obviously, we know each other very well, is none of that means quit. Right. None I mean, of that. Let me tell you. Um, there was a point in which um, I, uh, during the state budget impasse, boy, it became very difficult to keep loved stores open. Uh, but my husband was really instrumental in saying, no, 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 no. This is what you're supposed to be doing. We're going to make this work, right? And I remember that I, I wasn't able to have a paycheck for an entire year. And I still believe that Love Institute was the pathway, right? Um, and miraculously, right. I was able to sort of navigate, but it taught me through that experience, how to be more compassionate people to people, you know, compassion is, a, is an interesting word, right? Cause it doesn't actually mean empathy, even though most people think that compassion means empathy. Um, compassion means the willingness to actually get inside of someone's stuff. Right. We've got it, an, there we go. Okay. Oh, okay. I was saying that compassion is really, it's more than empathy, right? It's really the desire to help, to relieve someone's suffering, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really through my mistakes, my challenges, my upsets, um, all of that taught me how to be more compassionate. And that really serves Love, is Love Institute because that's how I approach our young people. And when I'm talking to my team, I'm always admonishing them to listen with that compassionate ear. Yes, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. You know, and, and it's, um, I always like to ask too, maybe we'll just keep it on love here, but it, you know, it could go off love if you want, but um, what is a most courageous thing that you can think of right now that you have yet to do that you want to make sure you do? Oh my God. You know, I still dream of being on the Ted talk stage. Um, yeah. You know, I, I consider myself somewhat shy. My husband said that's not true, but I do. Uh, <laughs> And I've seen you speak publicly. I, I, I have to agree with him. <laughs> it's like you were not shy. And I was like, no, there's, you know, but there's a, um, I think that I'd like to be able to, um, 
I mean, that's one of the things I think that would be like a dream, right? To be able to have the courage to speak on the TED stage and actually like keep people engaged, you know, that would be huge. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? Um, I mean, what would it be like to um, do a program globally? South Africa, Paris, <laughs> you know, who, where else? You know, like what would, we, what would it be? That's gonna take some courage to build those kinds of partnerships, right? Absolutely. And, and be willing to sort of move and, uh, and create something like that. So yeah. Uh, so, oh, I yeah. love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. So, so we would have a global a global program, mm -hmm. a global program through Love Institute, and then so that would be one of the courageous things. That would be really cool, Cosette. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I would love you know before before we wrap things up, what are what is something that our listener you know my listeners should know about like, what's one thing that you want to make sure that everybody knows about Love Institute? We are a small but mighty organization um, committed to making a difference for young people in the community. You know, as we are in a global conversation around racial equity, we are at the heart uh, and the grassroots level, sort of really closing the gap and preparing our young people um, to really uh, move through sort of the, well, just racism, right? And, mm -hmm. um, and so I would ask that um, those who are listening be willing to partner with us using your time, um, your treasure, um, to really support us in helping to uh, reach more young people. That's going to be really important. You know, we um, we are teeing up for our Christmas project, Race of Love, and you know, feel free to contact us about volunteering. Come and be with us. We are taking all the precautions um, to keep everyone safe, um, but we've created something very unique within the next six weeks that do allow our volunteers to really connect in a way with our young people. Um, so, so we have an opportunity to connect, but we also have an opportunity to help support Love Institute. Yeah. I loved how you said it through our treasures. Yes. So how would we donate and, and where, you know, what could our donations go to? Like, how would it help? Well, um, you can always go to luvinstitute.org to make a donation. You know, um, you, you would, would not imagine, right? A donation of $60 can prepare a young person with interview attire. Um, you know, yeah. $2,500 can get them through the entire career academy. You know, um, just being able to get have a, a workplace survival kit, right? That's $40, right? Um, so the list goes on and on and on. Um, and I got to tell you, being able to, um, you, you would not imagine how much small increments make a huge difference. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Small and big. And people, if they know anybody as well. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
they know anybody that can donate, if they know anybody, if they can use, if they can volunteer their time, if they can look, listen to me, I'm taking over here. I'm like, I love that. I'm like, you guys, you don't understand like this, this organization is the real deal. Mm -hmm. And if you really consider that it was created as a passion project and COSAT has, has gone through every, Uh -oh. uh, happy lives, right? So she's really, truly amazing. And so is the Love Institute and the work that they do. And so I will tell you, um, no gift is too small. Mm -hmm. you, know, you would be amazed at someone, $5 a week, right? Man, that's yeah. huge. You, you, the, the amount that we could do would just... A hundred people giving us $5 a week would be amazing. So consider that it doesn't always have to be the biggest donation. Sometimes it's just a small donation given over a period of time. And we can buy wreaths too. Yes. I get my wreath every year and, yes. and one for my mom from the Love Institute. <laughs> I think you do that. So definitely uh, the uh, Wreaths of Love is on sale now. It's available on our website, www.luvinstitute.org. Yeah. And we look forward to bringing some Christmas cheer to your home this year. Beautiful. We can all use some of that. Yes. All use some of that. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on today, Cosette. You are one of the most courageous people I know and one of the most humble because I know you don't always see yourself that way, but through my eyes, you are always one of the most courageous people I know, and you are living your courageous destiny. And thank you for sharing some of your story with me and, you know, with my, my audience today. And it's such an honor to coach you and to be a part of this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the work that you do. And guys out there, please, you know, look up Love Institute. If there's something that you have thought about doing, starting your own passion project, something that that you're like, there's no way I could ever do that. Cosette is a living example that you sure can. You can create something from nothing, from your heart. That one day somebody who, who you know, like Pam, she just gave you a little nudge, mm -hmm. you know, and that little nudge eight years later is helping. How many, how many kids do you guys help a year? Would you say? Three hundred kids a year. Yeah, three hundred kids a year get professional skills, entrepreneurial skills. They get the, they get the career academy and the programs that you offer that are just incredible. Yeah. So. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm going to sign us off for today. You guys have an amazing day, and you know, remember, you know, it's all about living your courageous destiny. You can all about living. living yeah. Why not live it? Why not live it? Yes, yes. All right. Thank, Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye-bye for now.